Do you struggle to find answers to your pelvic health problems? Do you feel silenced in your quest to just feel better? Women, girls, sisters, if you have experienced infertility, PCOS, incontinence, painful periods, sexual trauma, and so much more associated with the pelvis, then Women's Pelvis Wellness is a place for you. Me and experts from around the world are joining here to get you the answers to the holistic health that you have been seeking. Please join us in being a pelvis wellness warrior. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the second interview with Allison Zarnt. For those of you who are listening for the first time, as a quick refresher, Allison is a mom of two, an engineer, science geek, and integrative nutrition coach. With her business, The Nutrition Doula, which is an awesome name, she is using her nutrition training to care for pregnant, postpartum, and breastfeeding moms with the power of food. Her clients go from being stressed out, exhausted, zombie moms, aka mombies, to women who get to their ideal body weight, are full of energy, and are no longer slaves to their hormones. And they can feel like themselves again. She believes that we as mothers deserve to have as much care as our babies do, and that one of the most powerful ways to give ourselves that care is through great nutrition. She is a certified integrative nutrition health coach. She has a bachelor's of science in mechanical engineering and physics. Welcome back to the show, Allison. Yeah, thanks for having me back. I'm so excited to be here today. Absolutely great. So in our last one, we just kind of chatted a little bit um, about how the differences in your first pregnancy versus your second pregnancy, late into your second pregnancy, you kind of found this different way of looking at nutrition and it totally turned your pregnancy around because you're not a happy pregnant woman. You don't particularly care for it, (laughs) certain aspects, I'm sure. Um, and the nutrition piece just really helped you shift that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, it was, it was a huge difference, night and day difference between, um, my recovery period with my oldest and with my second. So as someone who did it before and after, what are some things that like you feel differently, I guess, because obviously we're all tired, right? I mean, we're growing a human. It's a pretty stressful time on our bodies. So how does the nutrition piece help with the, I guess, energy and always feeling tired? Because one thing that I've learned is there's just a lot of really, there's a lot of miscommunication, miseducation around pregnancy and fertility and birth and post baby. So we're just, you're supposed to be tired because that's what's happening because you're pregnant. So how do you, what is the, the nutrition piece in regards to that? Yeah, um, that's it. Awesome question. So yes, growing a human is hard work, um, full stop. Whether you're, you're growing them internally or externally because you're um, you know, postpartum and breastfeeding, it's, it's hard work and it requires a lot of energy and that makes you tired. So 100% true. Other things that are hard work is being stressed out on your body, right? Not having the nutrients that your body needs to be able to perform basic functions. So it's having to go to secondary or tertiary functions or not doing the things that it needs to do to help you recover. Those also make you tired. And the nutrition piece sort of removes all of that from the table. So if you are 
providing your body with the types of foods that give it the nutrients that it needs so that it can carry on all of the functions that it needs to carry on in an easy way, then that provides you more energy from the get-go, essentially. Sure. Yeah. When you don't have enough, when you aren't eating enough of the right kinds of foods or aren't eating enough um, foods so that your nutrient needs are, are fully met, then your body perceives that as stress, right? And it's not going to be, when we're talking about stress overall in our body, your brain, your conscious brain knows the difference between getting a ragey email bought from your boss or um, nearly getting in a car accident or the baby keeping you up all night. Like, and you can call those three different types of stress, but your actual biological response to all of those is the same. And so another biological stress response that happens is when you're undernourished, which means that you're not getting enough nutrients that you need. Your brain sees that as, oh my gosh, I'm in a famine subconsciously and the stress hormones start pumping out because of that. So by providing us not only with the foods that have the nutrients that are in them that we need, but also foods that, are, that we can utilize the nutrients in and digest properly so that you can actually use what you put into your body, then your brain says, okay, I, there's an abundance of food. I don't have a famine going on. I am able to repair tissues. Everything is good. And your stress levels come down overall. The lower your stress levels are overall, the better your energy is going to be, the easier you're going to sleep. You're going to get better quality sleep when you do get it, right? I always tell my newborn mamas that I may not be able to give you more quantity, but I can get you better quality sleep. And that makes all the difference sometimes. So that's kind of how nutrition ties in. That piece actually led me into another question um, because as you were talking, I'm just because I have three kids, so I was thinking about just my own different pregnancies. And I thrown my back out during my second pregnancy, and I went to a male chiropractor, and I was about five months along. And he said he looked at me and he said, "Did you know that a woman's brain actually shrinks by one third the size when she's pregnant, and that's why moms get all this brain fog?" And that was it. Like that was just a strange comment that he made to me when I didn't ask him anything about it. So I was, I was kind of taken aback. And later on when I got home, I'm like, was he calling me dumb? Or did I think, did, did I come off as an airhead? But I mean, and then I have, then I was talking to other people and I asked them if they had ever heard of that. And they said, oh yeah, that's the thing. I've heard of that, the whole mom brain, but the mom brain is because we're being malnourished, right? Yes. I mean, yes. I'm sure that, I mean, obviously hormones play a huge part in that, but nutrition affects hormones too. Correct. Right? Yeah. Okay. You're right. This is so great. So, See, ladies, we don't have to go through this stuff. We just have to eat right. No, the, the brain fog. That's a, uh, oh my gosh, brain fog. When I was going through my pregnancies with my daughters, I was still working full time as an engineer, which is your, it's a high demand, yeah. you know, Very brain functioning kind of job. And I remember the brain fog coming in and I would just be like, why can't I solve this equation or this, you know, just random things that I used to be able to do in my head. And all of a sudden I couldn't do it anymore and getting so frustrated with it because I was just like, what is going on? It's not working. I want it to be working again. And I've talked with so many moms because that, who, where that persists into postpartum, right? And they said, I'm not pregnant anymore. Like, I just want to be able to think clearly again. I want to be back on my A game. I feel like a fraud at work because I am not performing at my how, level that I used to perform at before I was pregnant. And it's just going to take a time before they find out 
and they're dealing with all of the stress because of the brain fog. And that is something that improves tremendously by getting the right nutrition and the right hydration levels and everything into you. It, again, night and day difference. My, uh, one of my most recent one-on-one clients was dealing with that. And she, her youngest is actually 13 and she's been dealing with it since, you know, her kids were little. I know. And, I said the same thing. Like, cause you said, bring fog persists into postpartum. And I'm like, it persists mm-hmm. the rest of your life. <laughs> yes. Yes. So she, she was, she was dealing with that and low energy and we worked together 12 weeks and she's like, Oh my God, you gave me my life back. Like I can think yeah. clearly again. And she never thought that that was going to come back. She thought it was permanent because of having had a kid and yeah. it doesn't have to be at all. I am so down. Sign me up. I want to, I want to learn from you because I totally have, I mean, I know, I think, I think that we know as adults in this country, we know that we should be hydrated. We know we need to reduce, you know, crappy carbs and sugars and probably some dairy and some gluten. I think that a lot of us kind of know those things because Mm -hmm. it's been talked about over and over and over. Um, and yeah, for whatever reason, you know, we just, we just don't do it those because it's everywhere. It's in everything. It's hard to get away from it sometimes. That's where the integrative portion of my practice comes in and how right. I'm talking about how food fits into the rest of your life. Yeah. Because I, I always, I say, you know, that if you're given an apple or a cookie, you're supposed to choose the apple, right? Right. It's my job to make you want to choose the apple. Yeah. Like if, if you wanted the apple as much as you wanted the cookie, then eating, eating foods that fuel your body and keep you healthy becomes easier than the norm. So that's what I, when I'm working one-on-one with clients, that's what I'm working on is helping them to kind of have that switch go off where they prefer the more nutritious options from the, from the other ones. Yeah, that's awesome. So is there one specific, I mean, of course, everybody's so different. Every pregnancy is different. Every mom and baby connection is different. But is there one ingredient or something across the board that everyone should just kind of stay away from, period? Or maybe... Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah. I'm trying to think of things. Uh, there are very few things that I would put into that category. Um, okay. I, I like to focus on what we should eat more of versus what we should eat less of. Right. But... A few things that I, I would put, I think um, artificial colors and dyes, like your, you know, your red 40 and those kinds of things, there is, there, I think there's sufficient like, scientific evidence to show that, that we should not be consuming those. They right. cause a whole host of problems. So that would be something that I would say like full on avoid. Yeah, no um, and then, have that. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing that I would put into that category um, is artificial sweeteners. Again, they kind of wreak havoc on your microbiome. They mess with your hormones. There's like a whole host of mess that comes along with those. So I would rather see my clients eat something that's actual sugar and your body knows what to do with than go the artificial right. sweetener route. Right. So those like are the, the two, yeah. two big ones that I say. Yeah, I think pretty much no, no human should really be eating those. Right. Tell me about maybe like a standout client or two, like someone who, you know, maybe they were a really complicated case or maybe they weren't, but their symptoms were super complicated. Like just share like some standout clients that really had, you know, a huge shift or, you know, maybe just really amazing results. Hmm. Okay. Well, I already told you about my one who her kids were much older and had been suffering 
from like low energy brain fog for over a decade. And that's and, really amazing because it isn't, so you don't just focus actually on just women in those, you know, pre-pregnancy, pregnancy, postpartum, you know, breastfeeding phases. You can um, work with. Yeah, I can, I can work with, I mean, my training is, is, let's, is universal. You know, okay. I, I, the, hor the hormone training went all the way from, you know, this all the way through menopause and, sure. and all of that. So I can just, uh, work with everyone. She, and she was kind of a special case because somebody that I knew and was like, no, I'm really think that this, this problem started when I was pregnant. I really think it's pregnancy related. So, but generally she was in a older category. Most of my clients have kids who are still under the age of five. Okay. So they may be a year or two out from the birth. They may not be breastfeeding anymore, but they're still kind of in that very young kids, right. baby, toddler stage in life. Mm -hmm. So that's, I'd say 90 to 95% of my clientele falls into um, okay. that category. Sure. I'm thinking of, you know, the, the other case that, uh, standout that is coming to mind is I was working with a mom and she was still close to postpartum. Her son was three to six months old, I think, and still breastfeeding. And she was dealing with mild postpartum depression and anxiety. And just from focusing, really focusing in on those healing um, foods for postpartum recovery, her symptoms for her postpartum depression and anxiety got drastically improved. So again, like there is that connection between your gut and your brain health. And so by replenishing that, it was, you know, her symptoms for that just got much, much better. And that was also like a wonderful thing to see because having been there myself with my oldest, I remember how trapped and you felt and how long it felt before I started to feel like I came out of it because it was, you know, well, well over a year. And to be able to see somebody come out of it so quickly once they implement this stuff and turn it around. So that's just kind of a really wonderful feeling because I'm like, man, you don't have to go through a year of suck, right? Everyone tells you like, oh, you just had a baby. The first year is going to suck. Like, that's just how it is. And now, you know, I was like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. When the, I love when somebody says, sleep now, like you can store up rest, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> sleep now before the baby comes because you won't be sleeping. And yeah, I think that there's, there's a lot of narratives that need to change around the, in this, just the entire culture of how women are, you know, treated, AKA not treated you know, during this, just such an incredible time during your life. I mean, they just need so much more support. We need so much more support. And it's so sad that there are literally, you know, simple things out there that can honestly change our lives. You know, just getting adequate sleep, just feel, you know, how, how that feels. Yeah. And it kind of made me think about, I mean, I know families, you know, where they have 10, 12 kids. And I think to myself, how is that woman's body even having so many children when like, you know, that she hasn't been, you know, replenished? Yeah. I, I mean, women are miracles. <laughs> like, and I don't want to detract from saying like, oh, 
you know, you're not doing a good job if you haven't like replenished yourself or any of that. Oh, of um, course. It's just, you know, one of the reasons for doing this and the, one of the reasons why, like, because I care about moms and babies and by being able to focus on mom, right, and, and her health, that is in turn also helping her family and her kids. Because when you are feeling whole and healthy and available, um, and when your mind's working, right, and when you don't forget your kid's lunch when you go to daycare because you have brain fog or, right, everything is then translated into better care for, for the family. So if we really support women, women have the power to change the world by showing up at home and at, at work. But if they're not getting supported, then we're really hindering ourselves across the board as a society with kind of not being able to show up for a full potential. So right. yeah, that's why I really want to be that person who's there for our mom, because I feel like we don't have that right now built in. Yeah. And that's so important because I, when we were talking um, the other day, we've talked a few times about <laughs> So when we were talking the other day, I, I mean, I guess I've thought about it, you know, but how you said, um, I believe you said that babies go to the doctor like three, four times before the mom goes back for her like six week checkup. I had C-section, so I obviously had to go back sooner so that they could check incision and everything. But what I find interesting is that they just give you a survey, you know, to check for your postpartum depression. So, you know, you're a new mom and of course you're tired and you're excited and trying to fill out the survey and there's nobody around to help you because you're alone by yourself in the waiting room and it just seems so impersonal and mm -hmm. I just thought to myself if I really needed help I don't know if I would even say it because what are the chances I'm going to get it here because they're not even here helping me now fill it out because again two weeks post birth I mean it's like well it's only been two weeks I don't know this hasn't happened yet so how am I supposed to fill this out yeah there's just no guidance yeah. Yeah. And oh, my other pet peeve with the survey is that uh, we're smarter than we're smarter than it. Yeah. So if you like, I mean, you look at the survey and you're like, well, I know what the answers they want. So they'll leave me alone. And so how helpful is that? Yeah. In the long term. Well, and we see even when we do go in for those checkups, you know, they are kind of concentrating on the baby. You know, how is the family adjusting to the baby? It's, it still seems more geared, you know, towards the baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. hundred percent. I yeah. completely agree. I know my six week, I went in for my six week checkup and it, I was like shocked that it was just like a big push to be like, here's your birth control. Okay. Yeah. See you next year. Yeah. And I was like, what, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> remember it being very, um, very bizarre and not helpful uh, necessarily. And, you know, I, w I was kind of in a lucky situation where my uh, general practitioner doctor is also my child's pediatrician. Okay. So she was checking on me as I brought baby in for all of their well checks. So she saw me regularly and was able to catch that there was problems with my diet and problems with my weight and all of these things. And so I was lucky in that I did have that oversight, but yeah. that's not everybody has that going on, you know, 
Yeah, so, no, that's really great. But exactly, most people don't have that. What I was wondering is, since you had such a drastic difference, you know, with the recoveries, then did the birth process, do you think, go easier? I mean, part of it's probably just because you've already been through it, so you know. Yeah, I think that was some of it. It was, uh, the birth process was, I will say, faster. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it was easier, the actual yeah. birth, with my, I had back labor. Oh, okay. With my second, and so it was excruciating. I... Yeah, no nutrition can help that. (laughs) And I went from like zero to 60 in the space of an hour and a half. Like I had been there, I was in labor, it was steady, but I wasn't progressing dilating. So at one in the morning, they sent me home. And then I was back by three in the morning. And I had gone from, I forget what it was, I had gone from like two centimeters to 10 in two hours or something. And like... I uh, almost missed the chance to get the epidural, which I desperately needed at that point. So it was much faster, but I hear that second labors are often faster anyway. So I don't sure. know if that was yeah. um, related to the nutrition. I know that the recovery was easier and breastfeeding was infinitely easier. Um, Do you think, does it help? Are, so when you, when you are talking about nutrition as it relates to breastfeeding, are you talking about just building supply, like eating things that are going to promote more supply? Yes and no. So there is a common, you know, people are always saying, what can I eat to boost my supply? Like there's some kind of magic food out there to make your supply go up. That's not how it works, right? There isn't any one thing that we could eat to make more milk, right? Your body makes milk based off of hormones, right? Your prolactin, your oxytocin and all of that. And so we need to eat foods that help us produce those hormones. Right. Um, And that involves a very balanced diet. So you do need to be eating an adequate number of an amount of complex carbohydrates so that your body isn't stressed out. Like I talked about earlier, because when you don't eat enough carbs, your brain says famine, famine, which pumps up your stress hormones. And if your body is busy building stress hormones, it has a harder time building lactating hormones. Sure. There's a hierarchy in which ones it's going to build first. Right. So, so you need to be eating an adequate number of complex carbohydrates. You need to be right. eating an adequate number of veggies that are cooked in a way that the nutrients are most available to you. So you have those vitamins to support yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, enough protein, you need to be hydrated. Like all those things across the board kind of need to be in check for you to be able sure. to establish good supply. The other thing for supply is we need to be eating enough fat. So if you have been, you know, eating healthy for a long time, or a lot of people who have lost like a significant amount of weight, um, there's always been preached like low fat diet, low fat diet, fatty foods are bad for you. Don't eat fatty foods. Don't eat red meat. Don't eat tons of fat. Fat's going to make you fat. That concept, that's not how it works. And you actually do need to be eating a certain amount to help with that production. Because again, if you're not getting enough, your body's like starvation mode. The interesting thing about the types of fat that we're eating, they've done studies that shows that the amount of fat in breast milk doesn't really change based on your diet, right? However, the quality of the fat in your breast milk does change. So the type of fat. So if you're somebody who's eating a diet full of healthy fats, like your omega-3s, your AHA, your DHA, that type of stuff, then there will be more of that in your milk than if you were eating a whole lot of, you know, trans fats and other like omega-6s and inflammatory fats. 
then the percentage of that in your milk is higher. So that's kind of like an interesting, interesting thing there. Which is going to help with the baby's brain growth. You want the, the AHA, DHA, like those essential fatty acids to help with brain development. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. So how do you cook them to get out maximum nutrition? Oh, well, I guess it depends on the veggie, but some, um, someone, some veggies, like when we're dealing postpartum, our intestines have all been squished and moved around. Right. Right. Yeah. We all know, uh, I'm going to go down that road, right? You have your, um, (laughs) your last trimester hoops, like, oh, just the worst, right? Because it's all moved around. It's all constricted. Like that pregnancy constipation is like horrible. And then it takes weeks afterwards, your organs all have to shrink and move back into their normal places. So you need to cook your foods postpartum so that your intestines don't have to do as much work to digest them because okay. they are trying to heal and move so around. So you're not, you're not eating like raw salads, you're eating like stir fries Yes, yes, exactly. Like soups right. and broths and things like that that are easy to digest where the nutrients are easy to absorb. I know a lot of, you know, you go in your first six weeks postpartum, you're trying to like get my pre-baby body back and people are eating like a ton of raw food smoothies. And I'm like, this is the wrong thing for you to be eating these six weeks. Like, well, and I tell women that recovery. Yeah. I tell women too, cause I've heard that. And I'm like, you just had a baby. It took you nine months. Like I didn't even think about getting back to pre-baby weight. I didn't even think about it because I'm like, this is not realistic in this moment. I don't have time mm-hmm. to think about this. Because, I mean, is it, I just, I know it's probably realistic. I just don't think that it's necessarily something we need to be worried about two weeks out. You know what I mean? Like, enjoy your baby. Like, whatever. You know, my ex-husband used to love to rub my belly after I had babies because he said it felt like bread dough. So he would just, like, squish it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. One of the the very sweet, tender moments uh, that I have with him. So that's nice. Mm -hmm. But it was just funny. And then someone told me, oh, that's good that he did that because that can actually help, you know, with whatever stuff because he just like to squish it around. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. I, the whole thing is interesting because I, I just have all these questions popping in my head. Um, so I have to have you on again. <laughs> yeah, that works for me. I love talking about this stuff. I'll geek out about it all day. Oh, one more question that I really did want to ask you because you had the experience of the before and after. Did you share this like with your OB and with your doctor and say, hey, you know, this is what I experienced. Is it possible that maybe other women might need some help in this area too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was first going, when I first went back to school and graduated, I did talk with my OB and doctor both about it, like saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. Here's my experience. You know, this is what I'm learning in school all of that. And so, yeah, I did tell them about it. The uh, one was more receptive than the other <laughs> uh, to, to that. And um, that's fine that people have their opinions or whatnot. But yeah, I did let them know and was hoping that that would be something that could get adopted into their practices. Yeah, no, this is great. I would actually really love to do another interview with you. And I think it would be really neat to kind of focus on I mean, just, I mean, tons of different aspects. I know that we're just scratching the surface, but I would love to kind of maybe walk through a menu to give people some ideas or 
you know, I don't know if that's something that you kind of do. I'm sure that that is obviously very specifically, you know, centered around that woman, what the menu would be. Mm-hmm. But maybe if like walk ladies to like a day of, you know, maybe something that would be beneficial for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can uh, like kind of high level, like this is the type of yeah. stuff that you would look be looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you wanted to share all of your information and go ahead and just tell people where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. I have a website. It's the nutrition That's pretty easy. Uh, you can find me there. There's plenty of ways to get in touch on the website. Um, all of my programs are up there so you can check those out. I also am on Facebook at, at nutrition doula and on Instagram at the nutrition doula. So you can follow me there. And I run a Facebook group, which is called Healthy Eating Made Easy. So I do a lot of free training in the group every week on Thursdays. So come on over there if you want to learn more about that. And that's about it. I think, yeah, the easiest thing is probably um, going on the website because all the links for social media and everything are there. Sure. Well, thank you for all of your information and expertise. I really appreciate this. This is definitely something that, I mean, this is where our health starts. I've said it at least three, four times. And, you know, this is, we, the nutrition piece is, I mean, that's like the building block. It's, you have to have that down, you know? And I don't think that mm-hmm. it is really as hard as people make it out to be, because believe me, okay, I've been overweight all my life. I have tons of excuses of why I'm not doing something or whatever, I think that part of it is just people don't really realize how easy it actually is. It just takes a little bit of education, you know, yeah. it's not like yeah. you have to have a master's degree or anything like that, you know? <laughs> no, it's uh, nutrition overall. It can, it can be very simple. It can be very easy as long as you're working with um, somebody who really does take into account all of the habits that go into it, right. you know? A lot of time people are just, they'll go to a nutritionist and they'll say, okay, we'll eat these things and send them on their way. And that's a recipe for failure because they're not teaching them how to cook those things or how to buy those things or, you know, dealing with the fact that when they buy these things, the rest of the family gets angry. Like all of those things kind of connect in to making nutrition work for you. So definitely as a mom with, you know, kids who have different personalities, I've, absolutely had those evenings where it's like you're making three different meals mm-hmm. and it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always tell the kids, you know, if mom wants to be healthy, then there are certain things I shouldn't be eating. So I'm just not going to have them here because you don't need to eat them either. You know, and mm-hmm. I think people have this misconception that because they're little and because they have all this energy and because they're generally more healthy than us, then they can just have all this stuff and they're not really any healthier than us. You know, they right, still right. need to have the same nutritional needs. So yeah. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is great. Well, if you, you guys, all of the information, it will also be posted um, in the description for the episode and you can listen to it again. Um, and I will keep you posted as to when Allison will be back with us. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on Women's Pelvis Wellness, where you can be heard. Because remember, if you're not being heard, you're not being helped. Please join my Facebook group by the same name, Women's Pelvis Wellness, and join a community of women who are there for you to support you, guide you, and love you through your pelvic health struggles. Also, this is a great place to check out my new class schedule. Thank you for joining me in becoming a pelvis wellness warrior.